Hey, welcome to the Juice Bar Experts podcast, where we are going to give you tips, tools, strategies for launching a new juice bar or scaling and increasing the profitability and efficiency in your existing juice bar. I'm your host, Andrew McFarlane. For the last 10 years, I've been in the juice bar business, running my own juice bars, as well as helping hundreds of entrepreneurs all around the world launch successful juice businesses. So without further ado, let's get into it. Welcome to another episode. Hope you guys are feeling great. Today we're talking about if I could do it all over again, what would I do differently? As they always say that hindsight is 2020. And in truth, I couldn't have known the things that I didn't know, but Part of the purpose of this podcast is to give you guys insights into a lot of the lessons that I've learned. Uh, and so I'm going to talk about my journey a bit in getting started and, and also just share the mind state that I had, uh, which has grown and evolved over time as I've just gained more experience and had more perspective. So uh, if any of this is redundant to you, if you guys have been listening to the podcast or are very familiar with our content and my story, forgive me. Uh, but just as a quick overview, you know, I got into the juice business as a byproduct of really having a, a shift in my perspective around health and what that meant. And I started fasting a lot in my early 20s, changed my diet, stopped eating meat, stopped eating dairy, and just felt like I had discovered which probably a lot of you guys feel like too. It's like it's like you discover something that's hiding in plain sight, right? Like the what, how powerful it is, and how healthy we can be if we just go back to nature and start eating, you know, fresh fruits and vegetables, and juicing and smoothies, you know, that are you know whole foods based and without any processed ingredients. And I think it's one of those things that when you're when you discover it you just like you just want to tell everybody you want to share it with everybody because it's it's you know i think i grew up with the perspective which i'm you know sure many of you can relate to is that your health is just a mystery some people are healthy and some people are not and yeah you can exercise and work out but when it comes to things like illnesses it just kind of happens you know you catch something or it's genetic and that we didn't you know i didn't believe that we had a huge uh, ability to really influence our state of health in the same way that i do now and so this was, a, you know, the thing for me. I became that person who was juicing every day and I was making just tons of juice and I would bring it to my friends and, you know, they'd have conversations with me about what the benefits of the drinks were. And it just was something that really kind of I became obsessed with. And so um, I was kind of transitioning from a career in the entertainment world and, and thinking about what I wanted to do. And I remember I was just sitting down with a friend at dinner and I was thinking about you know, we were probably having another conversation about juicing and, and she was saying, you know, I don't think there's really that many like really high quality juice bars in the city of LA. And granted, you know, now there's tons, but this was over 10 years ago. And at that moment I had this thought of like, yeah, I want to, I'm going to create this. I'm going to create a space for people to get together. That feels very communal. That's centered around healing. We can serve people, you know, healthy juices and smoothies and just just mentor people and teach them and, and really help guide them. And so then I just got down to business and, and granted, you know, just in terms of my background, uh, I had always been someone who is entrepreneurial, but I would never say that I had graduated to being an entrepreneur. 
right? So I always had little projects. I remember I started a t-shirt business with my friend when I was 16 and, you know, that was very short lived because, um, we just didn't have a ton of time and energy to put into it, but I've always had these business ideas and I was always like thinking about different projects that I could take on and, you know, produced a little bit. And, um, for me, this was the first time that I actually dove into creating a business that had legitimate employees and, you know, lease contracts. And it's just the, the scale at which things developed was much more significant than anything I experienced before. So, you know, needless to say, I was sort of out of my realm. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I was really focused on raising money so that I can start a, a you know, brick and mortar store. I brought on a business partner to do some marketing for us and, and kind of work on some, you know, kind of day-to-day tasks. And, you know, I, I did find some people who wanted to invest in the project because they just knew it was the right time. And the thing that I started to feel, though, was that they didn't really have a ton of trust in me. And, and granted, I don't blame them to a certain degree because uh, it can be risky and, and I didn't have a ton of experience. But I also knew that I just wanted to have the environment of the people who were going to be investing in the business or anybody who was a part of it to really believe in the vision and believe in me because I didn't want to spend a ton of my time and energy convincing other people while why the business was going to work and why it would be successful just because I knew there was going to be enough going on in the business as it was. So I kind of for I, I kind of stopped focusing on the idea of having the storefront just because I, I felt like the expenses could be a lot and um, I didn't want to put my life savings into this. And so I decided that I was going to start a truck. And to my knowledge, we actually launched the first juice truck in the nation. This was yeah over 10 years ago. And it, you know, it definitely had a lot of challenges. There were a lot of base assumptions that I had about running a truck that turned out to be not true. You know, I think when you start a business, um, it's sort of the fantasy of starting a business that really gets you inspired. And then it's the reality of what it takes that you kind of have to find that inspiration to keep going because there's a lot of moments where you might be discouraged and things might not go the way you think they're going to go. But ultimately, if you can really move through those things, it'll be worthwhile and, and, and yeah, just change your life in a profound way. So my first assumption when starting a truck was that our concept was going to be so novel, our products were going to be so good that people would just flock to us and follow us around. And this was sort of in the height of the kind of novel food truck era where food trucks were, you know, had TV shows and there was like just a lot of uh, press and popularity around having a, a truck. And so, um, you know, needless to say, that was not the case. I remember, uh, you know, we parked in, in Venice Beach, which is by the beach in um, California in LA, and we just didn't really have good parking spots. So it ended up becoming one of those things where yeah, we were really struggling to get sales and we were burning a lot of money and I was like, you know, running out of reserve capital. So I had to make some pretty significant shifts soon. And so I ended up deciding to move the location uh, and move into the center of Hollywood in front of a Trader Joe's, which is a kind of a health food store if you're not familiar with this brand. And uh, at that point, things shifted. We, we actually started making a lot of sales and things got busy. Um, to, to kind of outline, you know, some of the presumptions that I had and some of the things that people think just kind of in, in terms of, you know, what would I do differently? In the beginning, a lot of people suffer from menus that are just way too large, right? I wanted to serve everything to everyone. And it's because the common fear is you don't want someone to come to your business and ask for something and you have to turn them away, right? You want to have all the sizes that they want. You want to have all the products that they want. You want to have just everything, 
And that is, you know, on some level, very idealistic, but it doesn't work from a functional level uh, for a business, especially a food service business. And so I had to change my menu really, really quickly. Um, and so that was a huge lesson because I, I went through this <laughs> series of events twice. When I started the truck, we had to do, redo the menu. And then when I opened the store, same thing. I just had to redo everything again because I didn't learn my lesson the first time. Right. I really, really had to kind of beat my head over, uh, with that lesson of of just knowing that a menu needs to be as tight as possible because you're going to run to spoilage. You're going to have complications around your operations. You just need to streamline things. And so I think the first lesson, the first thing I'd say, if I could do it all over again, I definitely would have started with a much simpler menu. Eventually I ended up there, but it took me a while and I had to feel the pain of what having a complicated menu actually does. So that's the first thing. So. With that, the truck was going great. We started selling out halfway through the day after lunchtime, and then we started looking to open a store because we were outgrowing the truck. And so that's what we did. We opened our first storefront. Now, I think in hindsight, if I was to kind of go back and start to distill some of these lessons, my base presumption was that if I open a food truck, it's going to be cheaper, which was right. It's cheaper than opening a storefront. That is correct. But I think I had the false presumption that running a truck was going to be easier than running a store. Because I think that we oftentimes think that smaller is easier, that there's less to manage. But the truth is, is I figured out that as businesses get bigger, you have more people working for you and you can delegate. So you don't have to put as much physical energy into doing, you know, manual tasks. Because the thing is too, is when your business is small, you still have all the other things you need to do, right? Like you still have accounting and you still have uh, payroll that has to be processed. You still have, you know, licenses you need to get. There's still all these things that need to be done on top of making the product and customer service and everything else. And so when your business is smaller, you know, one or two individuals just have to do more of everything. And so uh, a bigger lesson that I learned is that having a smaller business doesn't make things easier. I feel like it was actually harder in the initial phases to build that momentum and to work on the truck um, by myself and with my business partner because we didn't have the money to delegate to other people. And eventually we did get there. We were able to hire staff and bring on a management team to start running the truck. And um, it was it was really great at that stage when we really built that momentum. But uh, if I could do it all over again, I think having that awareness that a smaller business doesn't make things easier. And I think another statement that always comes to me is that cheap is expensive. And I think my my stepfather um, taught me that growing up, and he used to say that a lot, and that sometimes cheap is expensive. And I learned that a lot as well, because when I look back at all the money that I spent in having kind of negative cash flow, uh, um, you know, suboptimal efficiencies in my cash flow. Over the first two years, if I was to guesstimate, I've probably easily lost a couple hundred thousand dollars. Now, granted, I was able to start my truck for $45,000 and I think, you know, roughly around there. Uh, but all the things that I didn't know when it comes to, let's say, like saving on food costs, managing labor, right? Negotiating deals with vendors, which is related to the food costs. These 
really major line items uh, cost me a lot of money because I just didn't know how to do things operationally, right? Because that's also connected. And so I think if I could do it all over again, I probably would have been more adamant about finding people to help me who had relevant experience, whether through business partnerships or whether through, you know, hiring consultants or something else. And and granted, there weren't a lot of people out there like me now and, and our company now, because back then it just wasn't, you know, a popular thing. But I think there still would have been a lot that I could have learned from other people. And I know that in my immaturity, I had this mentality that I could just figure everything out on my own and that I was smart enough. And, and granted, eventually I did, but that you know, put me in a situation where my, I almost went out of business and so my business was really vulnerable. It put me in a place where uh, I just wasn't sleeping a lot. I spent more money than I probably needed to. And so that's a really, really big lesson. And it's something that I take into this new phase of me being an entrepreneur, because no matter where you are in your business career, even if you are quote unquote successful, because right now, um, you know, I, I've been an entrepreneur for a while and have, have accumulated quite a bit of success, but I, I don't assume that I know more than I know, and I don't assume that there aren't things that I can learn from other people, whether it's even in specialized areas of, you know, marketing, you know, Google ads specifically, or Facebook ads or something else. I will bring people in to support us with these kinds of things, because while I do know a lot about marketing, uh, and I know a lot about a lot of aspects of business. There are people who have spent 10, 20, 30 years of their lives really mastering very specific elements in the same way that we focus on the juice bar industry. And to accelerate your learning and to avoid mistakes, it is usually worth its weight in gold to really bring people on who are the best. So that's a really big lesson. And I know the reason I didn't do that is one, because I think I was just yeah, scared. I, I didn't know if the business was going to be successful. And so I was being very um, frugal, which is a smart thing to do as an entrepreneur. Obviously, you always have to be aware of how you invest money, but it kind of becomes this catch-22 sometimes because when you're being overly frugal and you're not investing in the right areas of your business development, that can be the same and very reason that you don't succeed, right? So even if you fail, you might look around and say, oh, well, you know, I didn't spend too much money, but yeah, the reason you failed is because you didn't invest enough money in your business development. So I'm grateful that that wasn't the case for me and I was able to kind of pull things together. But I really know that the amount of money that I lost in not doing things correctly and not having the right people involved um, was, you know, nothing compared to how much money it would have uh, costed me to invest in having the right people. Because it was really interesting because it was when my first store opened and we were able to hire someone who had a lot of management experience and just a lot of experience in food service that I realized how much there was to learn. Because when you see people who are really experienced in a kitchen, it's night and day from someone who's not. And I was not, I'd never worked in a kitchen before. And so it started to show me, wow, these kinds of people are very valuable and you need to attract them, right? Whether it's employees or whether it's consultants or anything else, being an entrepreneur, and this is another lesson in it, which I think you're gathering through what I'm sharing is, it's all about being resourceful. And one of the biggest resources you're going to have are the people that are in your business, and I'll repeat, sometimes cheap is expensive when it comes to hiring employees. Another thing, too, just finding the right people, getting people who are going to really invest in your business, getting A players. Uh, it's worth it. So 
Uh, I think overall, if I was to distill it, this conversation as to what are the principles of, if I could do it over again, you know, a lot of people ask me, hey, would you start with the truck again? I probably wouldn't, I, knowing what I know now, and granted, I had to go through that. But I often feel that, you know, starting, and, and I mentioned this in a lot of uh, content, if the goal that I had, which ultimately is might maybe be the same for a lot of you, was to open a store, then I kind of was wasting time. Not to say that there weren't things that I learned. It was very valuable. But once again, in the cycle of business development, there's just faster ways to do things and there's smarter ways to do things. And I didn't know what I didn't know, but now I know better. So if I did it all over again, I would just move towards opening a storefront and I would invest the right amount of money in doing it. Um, I would invest more money in my branding because that's something that I just did not know enough about and the value of that and what that means to customers and, and your business success and your business growth. Uh, yeah, these are these are really the big areas. And so I would have, if I needed to, I would have put more time and attention in raising money um, I, so that I would have had the money to bring on the right and most experienced people so I could learn from them, whether that was consultants and employees. Um, yeah, I would have invested just more in my learning and circumvented the whole truck process and just went straight to the store. Um, so... That's kind of the big overview in all of this. I hope this has been helpful for all of you. And as always, if you guys need support in your businesses, you can reach me at andrew at startajuicebar.com. would be happy to discuss how we can support you in any way. I hope you're happy. hope you're healthy. Wishing you guys a lot of success. Our mission is to create a world where there are more juice bars and healthy cafes and there are unhealthy food, fast food service businesses. And together we can really make that a reality. So thanks for being here. I'll see you guys in the next one. Take care. Thank <music> you.